Thank you, son. Thank you, son. Can you handle it? Thank you, Bubba. Exodus chapter 12. We'll go to Exodus 12, verses 24 through 28 to open up the lesson today. The Bible says, Keep this command permanently as a statute for you and your descendants. When you enter the land, Yahweh will give you as He promised you are to observe this ritual. When your children ask you, What does this ritual mean to you? You are to reply, it is the Passover sacrifice to Yahweh, for he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and spared our homes. So the people bowed down and worshipped. Then the Israelites went and did this. They did just as Yahweh had commanded Moses and Aaron. May Yahweh bless his word to our hearts today. Passover isn't just for the adults. Passover, according to this passage, is for the children. I'd like for every person in here that's 20 years old or younger to stand up right now. 20 years old or younger, stand up right now. I want you to look around. Look around at all of these children. This right here in 20 years may be this up here. How many is thankful for the children? Hallelujah. You you guys can sit down. I'm thankful for the children. The Israelites, little children, no matter how short they stood or no matter how little they understood, were still considered to be covenant members if their parents were members of the covenant. When they were birthed, even at eight days old, the little Israelite boys would receive the sign of the covenant. The sign of the covenant was circumcision given to Abraham in Genesis 17. They would receive it at eight days old. An eight-day-old little boy doesn't understand what's going on. He has no idea about the sign of the covenant. He can't even talk yet. But he would receive the sign of the covenant because he was birthed to a believing father. I looked at the line last night when everybody was waiting to get their food for the Passover and I said, my goodness, we've got more children here than we have adults. But I was blessed by that. I was blessed when little Palin, she come up beside me and we sang, we delight in your Shabbat. And I said, you can dance, honey. And she started doing a jig. She started doing a little dance. And then Danae told me, Today that she said, I got to sing with Brother Matthew. We delight in your Shabbat. And then she had a beautiful shirt. Her and Ava had shirts that said, Happy Passover. That just did my heart good. That did my heart well. To see these little children. They know if we incorporate them. And they know if we push them to the side. Let me tell you that they were never pushed to the side by Yahweh. We're going to see momentarily they were never pushed to the side by the Messiah. They were always welcomed. As a matter of fact, Yeshua said, if we want to enter the kingdom, we need to be like them. Not they need to be like us, but we need to be like them. The children of believing parents at birth entered into the covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. 
I've got four texts to read today. We're going to go to the second one, Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. This is the great Shema passage. The word Shema is a Hebrew word that means listen. And it doesn't just mean listen audibly, but listen with the intent to obey. It's like if you tell your child something, or you tell your guy that's working with you something. He may hear you audibly, but he may not be listening, right? (laughs) Granddaddy used to tell me, son, you didn't listen when I talked to you. I heard him audibly, but I wasn't listening to what he was saying. You see what I'm saying? Shema means listen with the intent to be obedient. And that's the first word in Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. Our Messiah says this is the greatest commandment in all of the law. That's because every other commandment can be encapsulated in this one. Deuteronomy 6, 4, listen, Israel, Yahweh our mighty one, Yahweh is one. I think the best way to translate that is Yahweh alone. The Shema means Yahweh is the only one that you serve above all else. Verse 5, love Yahweh your mighty one with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. And he must be talking to the parents because the next thing that he says is, repeat them to your children. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gate. Brother Lon, the first time he ever came to my house, my gate was closed and we were actually over here for the Feast of Tabernacles, but he had the address to my house, to my cabin. And he said he pulled up to the gates and on the gates he saw, Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our mighty one, Yahweh alone. He said, I know this must be the man of Yah's house. (laughs) Called me up and I gave him directions to the Feast of Tabernacles. That's been a few years ago. I love Brother Lon. And I love his wife, Sister Kemper, and little Bryson as well. Repeat them to your children. You don't have to sit your children down in a classroom setting to teach them. As a matter of fact, I would suggest that that's probably not the primary way you should teach them the law. You teach them the law on a day-to-day basis through situations that come up in your life and in their life. You teach them when you go to the grocery store, this is something that we've got to purchase in order to take it home. We can't just pull this off the shelf and take it home without buying it. You teach them to keep their eyes pure. You teach them to watch what they listen to and to be discerning about who they're friends with and who they fellowship with intimately. You teach them all of these things. You repeat them to your children. The reason we keep the Passover every year is so we don't forget about the exodus from the land of Egypt. The reason we observe the Master's Supper is so we remember Yeshua the Messiah. We remember His body that was broken. We remember His blood that was shed. The reason we wash one another's feet is we remember that there's not one that's better than the other. We're all students, right? There's one teacher, and that's our Messiah. He is our rabbi. He is our teacher. So we repeat these words to our children. I guarantee you, you may not realize it, but I guarantee you if we stopped keeping the Passover, even though I've kept it now for 19 years, if I stopped, it will become more and more of just a faint memory in my life until it eventually was wiped out and I didn't think that it mattered anymore. Why? 
because I dropped observance of something Yahweh told me to remember. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Repeat these words to your children. Remember my body and my blood. Remember when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. All of these things we are to not only do ourselves as parents, but we are to repeat them to our children. Not put the children in the back of the church, but let them be in here with the covenant members because that's what they are. They're covenant members. And I found, even with my little ones, I've got one that's not a teenager now. I've got four teenagers. I don't know how that happened. But I've got one that's not a teenager, eight, and I've watched my children grow up and I have learned that they pick up on more than I think that they pick up on. I've learned that they're here in the assembly and through them listening to their pawpaw testify or through them listening to Elder Jerry Kendall testify. And then they'll say something through the week and they'll repeat the words that one of these older brothers in their testimony, not even in the sermon, but in their testimony, said. And they learn. They learn the dietary laws. They learn the Sabbath. They learn the feasts. They learn to call upon the name of Yahweh. Why? Because they're in here with the covenant members. Why? Because they are covenant members. When your son asks you, Moses says, Yahweh says through Moses, when your son asks you, what does this mean, Dad? That means that he's there with you keeping the Passover. Hallelujah. Turn to the, to the Gospels, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. At that time the disciples came to Yeshua and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? They had arguments about this, by the way. There was one mama that come up to the Messiah and said, please let my son sit on your right and your left hand. They had arguments about who would be the greatest in the kingdom, what position that they would have in the kingdom. And there are positions in the kingdom. There are levels in the kingdom. I told a brother the other day, nobody's going to take King David's place. You couldn't take Moses' and Elijah's place if you wanted to. They've already been sawing that vision on the Mount of Transfiguration. They've got a level, and it's their level. There's levels in the kingdom. But if you want to be great in the kingdom... This is going to teach you how to be great. Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then he called a child. He called up a child to him. And he had him stand among them. I assure you, verily, verily, he said, unless you are converted and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child like this in my name, welcomes me. You welcome a little child into the congregation, you're welcoming in the Messiah. When you humble yourself like a little child, you'll be great in the kingdom of heaven. It's all about making ourselves less now so that we can be more then. It's not about your best life now. Yahweh does bless people now, but it's not really about your best life now. Life now can be good, but life in the kingdom is going to be the best. Life in the kingdom is going to be better than life is now. There's not going to be any more sickness. We're not going to have to offer up prayer requests for cancer or because somebody's going through heart surgery. None of that. All that's going to be done away with. We're not going to have any more sorrow or tears or anything like that. 
the former things are going to be through. We're looking at our best life then, not necessarily our best life now, as a popular pastor wrote a book about, right? We're talking about our best life then. How are we going to get it? Yeshua says, unless you're converted and become like this little child that I just had come standing up in front of me. The pupils are thinking, the disciples are thinking, man, we walk around with you. We're your disciples. No, no, no. Tell us really how we can be great. Come here, little child. Let me pull him up. You ever noticed how little children, they'll get in a spat, and then a few minutes later, everything will be okay? And it'll be all over with, and they don't even think about it. Or little David, he'll do something wrong, as we all did when we were little. And I'll say, son, you ought not have done that. And immediately he'll cry and say, daddy, I'm sorry. He wants forgiveness from his father. Unless you become converted like a little child. You'll never enter the kingdom of heaven, Yeshua says. One more passage, the book of Mark, chapter 10. Mark, chapter 10. Verses 13 through 16. There should never be an ordinance, a feast, if you want to call it a sacrament. There should never be a time when we exclude the children from the things of the covenant. Never be a time. Mark 10, 13-16, some people were bringing little children to Him so He might touch them. But His disciples rebuked them. The children were coming to the Messiah and the disciples started rebuking the parents for letting their little children go to Him. No, 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 we don't do that. Let's don't bother the Messiah. Let's don't bother the Master. He's got more important things to do. And when Yeshua saw it, verse 14, he was indignant. I haven't looked that word up in the Greek, but my guess is if you look it up in the Greek, it probably means something like indignant. Right? Probably means he was upset. And he said, let the little children come to me. Let them come. Don't turn them away. Don't stop them. Oh, they're too little. They can't understand that. Put tassels on that child. Don't stop them. If that child wants to wash your feet, you let him wash your feet. If that child wants to help you at the Passover, you let him help you at the Passover. If that child wants to help you build a booth at Tabernacles, you let him help you. You let her help you build that booth at the Feast of Tabernacles. If that child wants to read, if you sit down to read as your family, and that child says, Daddy, can I read? You give that Bible to that child and you let that child read. Don't stop them from coming. Forbid them not. Let them come. He told his disciples, you guys got it wrong. Y'all are all worried about who's going to be great, and you guys got to be like these little ones. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of Elohim belongs to such as these. And I assure you, whoever does not welcome the kingdom of Elohim like a little child will never enter it. And after taking them in his arms, because He was a loving Messiah. He took them in His arms like little lambs. And the Bible says He laid His hands on them and He blessed them. There's been many times with each one of my children 
that I've laid my hands on them. And if I feel that Yahweh would have me do it, if I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, I have pronounced a blessing upon them. Yahweh bless their coming and their going. Yahweh bless this girl. Let her be one of the most righteous women to ever live on the face of the earth. I've said those things before. Yahweh bless my son. Let him grow up to be a man of Yahweh. Let him grow up to love his neighbor. Let him, lo- let him grow up to love his enemy. Like you, Holy Father. Love your enemies. Let him be a servant. Let him be in a person that influences the community. Let him be a leader. Let him be like a little child now and forever. Yeshua laid his hands on these little children and he blessed them. He said, don't you stop them from coming to me. Oh, we say they don't understand enough. They don't know enough. They don't grasp it yet. Yeshua says, don't stop them. Let them come. Let them come. Until we get back to that, we'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Let us pray each and every day that we awake. Father, help me to humble myself like a little child. Father in heaven, I love you, I thank you, and I praise you. Father, I pray that the words that I speak today would attach themselves to your spirit and you would change hearts and you would change minds. Father, you would open up the eyes of our understanding. Let them be enlightened to know how much children mean to you. Father, I feel in the past I haven't given children enough credit. I feel that sometimes I have stopped them and I have turned them away from your laws and your ordinances. Yahweh, I ask you to forgive me for any time that I have done that. If I had some things to do over again, I would do them different. But I pray that you would forgive me for my sins. Yahweh, Father, let us all become like little David, little Palin, little Ava. Let us all become like these little children. That they dance and they're so happy. And they're so loving and they're so forgiving. It doesn't matter if they don't grasp it all at that age. What matters is that they humiliate themselves and they serve you. Service in humility is just a beautiful thing, Father. Now I want more of it. I pray you would help me be more like David and Palin. pray you would help me be more like the little babies, the little children in this congregation. Father, I pray that you would stir up in the hearts of the young teenagers, the old teenagers, the ones that are coming into adulthood. I pray that you would stir their hearts up every service that we have. I pray that they would be able to receive and take home something, something that was said and let them grow in wisdom and knowledge and through Christ gain both grace and truth. I love you, Yahweh. I love your Son, Yeshua the Messiah. I pray all these things through Him. Amen. Yahweh bless you.